That's all I can say. Wow. What a game last night. Gladly coming in today. Gladly coming in today and eating some words. Absolutely. Positively. Gladly coming in in today and eating some words. Uh, Didn't think midway through that third quarter, just didn't think the Bucs had it in them. And, oh, my goodness, did they come storming back last night. What, what an impressive, impressive, impressive moment the Bucks had last evening. And uh, I just, uh, I'm still, I'm kind of stunned that they were able to pull that out. But uh, the Marcus Smart throwing of the hands into the air and uh, then jumping into the air is, is if to say I was actually taking a three. I was taking a three. Don't negate it because I was taking a three. Give me my shot. And no, uh, Drew Holiday. Uh, just very casually took the ball and like an assassin, rather than going in, going down and putting in the emphatic slamma jamma, which he could have done, he could have done that. Rather than doing that after the steal of Marcus Smart, he just very quietly goes to the end of the floor and dribbles it out, just like quietly, like the thief in the night, just to say, "Shh, we got this." I uh, didn't think it was going to happen, but damn. Damn. The uh this is the final couple of minutes pieced together of the Milwaukee Bucks getting a win last night. Take a listen. Now passes out top. Holidays three. You betcha. We are deadlocked at 105. 14.2 seconds to play. The free throw on the way to tie the game. Missed it short. Porras with a rebound. Sticks it back up. It rims around and drops. The Bucks have a one-point lead with 11.4 seconds to go up the fourth. With Giannis arms outstretched. Sends it into Smart. Smart drives baseline. Blocked by Holiday. He comes around with the ball. Bounces it off of Smart out of bounds with 6.3 seconds to go. With friends and family watching to make it a three-point lead for the Bucks. The free throw is perfect. Didn't even touch the rim on either of them. It's a three-point lead now for the Bucs. Boston to inbound. Smart will send it into Horford. Back to Smart. Smart dribbles into the front court. Loses the basketball. Holiday comes away with a steal. And the Bucs have stolen one here at TD Garden in Boston, Mass. There you go. The final couple of minutes last night. And it was uh, the, uh, the Bucks radio call. But the final couple of minutes last night as things piece together and wind down, the Bucks walk away with a victory. They knock off the Boston Celtics. And can it can we go back to Bucks and Six? Back to Bucks and Six. What two incredible plays by Drew Holiday. And the uh the the, the defensive play on Marcus Smart after the inbound to have the wherewithal to not only block the shot, but not to swat it, but to grab it. And then when he knows he's going out of bounds, to jump up, turn around, and throw the ball as he fakes Marcus Smart into the air to hit him in the chest with it and get the inbound call. Just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Never thought it would happen. Midway through that game, midway through the third quarter, also going into the fourth quarter, Bucks at one point down by 13. And I thought, this is it. 
There's no way. And I said to myself, I was sitting here watching it last night, and I said to myself, if they can get this to about eight points with about six, seven minutes to go, there's new life. There's a breath there. And then damned if they didn't. They just just slowly chipped away. And I, I just kind of watched it, and I, I think I was like a lot of people where you just, wait a minute. Did they just tie it up? Yeah, they tied. Wait, wait. They took a lead, you know? And then, obviously, Giannis takes the blow to the eye, and he's getting taped up. You know, he's like Drago in the corner, you know, cut me. Uh, you know, and Rocky and Rocky won. And it, it just, it was, it, it was just an amazing, and and Ben, uh, a lot of people were using it last night, but I'm going to give you credit for it. What a gritty performance by the box down the stretch. Oh, it was performance. wildly impressive. I mean, uh, when you talk about championship DNA and, and winners being on a basketball team, the last two minutes was the complete embodiment of that. You obviously have Connaughton hitting the two free throws. You have the Portis rebound. But Giannis hitting that three when they were down six with about a minute 40 left. And then Drew Holiday pretty much single-handedly winning the game. It's like that's those are not plays that the 76ers make or even the Celtics right. make They because they haven't gotten over the hump. They aren't that winning team. So wildly impressive. And, yeah, I mean, I was wrong, too. I did not think that would happen. Do you give Budenholzer credit? No. Why? Well, I it, it's tough because I think giving some of Grayson Allen's minutes to Bobby Portis and putting him out there more was impressive. But when you talk about the last two minutes, yes, I would give him credit because he was clearly dialing up the right plays and the right things to get his team in the good spots to make plays. But I give all the credit to Drew Holiday. I'm not looking at that game and thinking, oh, what a great coaching performance from Coach Bud. I just think mm-hmm. the players out there, especially Drew, won that game. I give uh, I, I give Coach Bud credit because going into this game, everything that people were clamoring for, the less minutes for George Hill, more minutes for Bobby Portis, Portis having that difference down the stretch, being on the floor, getting the tip in to put him ahead, at, for, for everything he had. And Bobby Portis, remember, he was 6-for-6 six six from the free throw line. He had 14 last night. Now, didn't shoot great, don't get me wrong, but his last bucket from the field was the biggest bucket he's made in a long time. And and not to negate him, it's just you know up to date. That's a huge bucket, but to give him twenty eight minutes to get fifteen boards last night, have a couple of assists, a steal along the way, just an amazing night for Bobby Portis. And, and so, in that sense, I give Coach Bud a ton of credit, a ton of credit. Just for just for being able to say, George Hill, for as much as he likes the defensive matchups and needs the calming influence and yada yada yada, he flipped it and took the energy of Bobby Portis, the strength of Bobby Portis, the big of Bobby Portis, and he put it, he injected that last night. And then obviously to see guys like Drew, and we kept saying Drew Holiday, we, we need you, gotta have you. And what was weird was you only got nine from Wesley Matthews, you only got eight from Grayson Allen, you only got two from Brooke Lopez. But Bobby Portis gave you 14, Pat Connaughton gave you 13, and everything else just kind of fell into place. It, it just what what a what a tremendous night for the uh, for the Bucks when they, for all intents and purposes they were not they were not hitting their shots early on. 
Giannis put up a couple of threes, just somewhat ill-advised, and then down the stretch hit two. When he's taking these shots, I, I loved it was uh, Sam Van Gundy's comment was, oh, my, you know, it's great to have Brian Anderson on the call. So Brian Anderson, oh, Giannis hit it. And Stan Van Gunny says, that is a terrible shot. But you thank God it goes in. That's one of those shots where you go, oh, no. And then it goes in, you're like, oh, yes. You know, that that type of moment. It was it was a terrible shot. It should have never been taken. But you thank God that it was. You know, it just, it, it's it's it was like finally there was some shots that just fell. Because Boston has been hitting everything, everything. Give them all kinds of credit. Give Bucks all kinds of credit last night. So uh, we're going to talk a lot about the Bucks. We got a big day today. Talk a lot about the Bucks, but can it be? Because the Deer District was on fire last night. On fire. I had a friend of mine that was downtown working at a restaurant, and he got off uh, about ten last night, and just said he had taken some pictures. He said, "Look at this. The people were still there." Just milling around, just thousands of people last night in the Deer District, and they were showing it on TV and such. And then there was people that were posting on Facebook and posting on Instagram last night that uh, that were at the Deer District as well. And it was just this sea of pandemonium when Bobby Portis hit that shot, and obviously when 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 uh, the block from Drew Holiday on Marcus Smart happened, and then the Bucks ended up with the ball with the inbound, so the place just erupted. But he just said it was crazy, and I cannot imagine. Unless there is inclement weather, it's supposed to be in the 80s. I cannot imagine what it's going to be like down there tomorrow night. Can't, I, I, I can't fathom it. It is going to be very reminiscent maybe of the NBA Finals. I'm not going to say when the Bucks were closing it out. I'm not going to go that far. But I think tomorrow night, for people that are just planning on doing something tomorrow night, if you, and the majority of people, that go to the Deer District, I'm going to say, are under the age of 35. The majority. Because it's just the thing to do. This this fever has overtaken the city. And you, there's everywhere you go. And I don't know what it's like in Madison or in La Crosse or in Eau Claire. But I, I had two meetings yesterday. I had one in Slinger and I had one in, in Waukesha. And uh, the one in Slinger was at a car dealer. Two people came in wearing Bucks gear while I'm there. And then I got a meeting uh, yesterday afternoon. I wanted to get home because I wanted to catch the game. So I'm down at Nice Ash, and I'm meeting, and we're doing some stuff with uh, with the War Memorial in Milwaukee and really in the state of Wisconsin. But So we're meeting on this and, and doing some chatting. And But three or four people come in, and they're, they're head to toe, head to toe. Green buck sweatpants, jersey, tan shirt, Cream City jersey thing underneath. Hats are on the whole, just decked out. People just coming and decked out. So I go to leave because I was on the motorcycle. I go to leave everywhere up and down the streets, uh, downtown Waukesha. Didn't matter if it was Bosco's Social Club, if it was House of Guinness, nice. Everybody's walking around in Bucks gear. There's this fever that's overtaking the city, and I would assume that tomorrow night is just going to be bananas. Just going to be bananas. So, looking forward to all of it. Uh, and the other side note to this. Uh, which uh, a couple of you have already mentioned that, you know, the game last night was so exciting. You kind of forgot about what happened during the day. Now, on one hand, Christian Yelich, you cannot go past what happened and get onto that without talking about Christian Yelich. Is he back? He is, he's, he's hitting the ball. He's been unbelievably good and he hits for the cycle. Now he's hit for the cycle three times. In his career, three times in his career. 
and he uh, they lose fourteen to eleven. That's a side note to all of this because Hauser was terrible yesterday, and they never regained that. But he hits for the cycle yesterday. Christian Yelich four for five. The average now up to just a titch under two sixty, sitting at two fifty nine. Hits for the cycle, three RBI, scored twice, just phenomenal. Phenomenal day. He's got a slugging percentage now approaching 490. He's at 482. And it just continues to get better. Guys around him, Luis, Luis Urias, since coming back, uh, played third again yesterday, hitting 310. Now it's early on because he hasn't played a whole lot this year and had a whole lot of at bats, but my God, he. Impressive. Colton Wong with a couple of knocks. So the Brewers, on the one hand, they plated 11. The problem was yesterday, top to bottom, the pitching stunk. Perdomo, Mejia, at least Suter pitched pretty well. He didn't give up a run yesterday. But Milner came in, only threw an inning, gave up a hit, gave up a run. Hauser gave up seven, six hits, seven runs. Three of them earned. They had some errors yesterday, some costly errors. They had two of them. Uh, both of those errors attributed to Hauser, or at least when he was on the hill, I should say. But they so they lose. They lost two out of three to the sucktastic Cincinnati Reds. They are twenty and twelve. They're eight games above five hundred. That's okay. But on this road trip, though, so this far, they're two and four after having that spectacular homestand. So let's hope that the bats stay hot, but the pitching gets better now that they head down to Miami. But, man, if Yelich keeps up this kind of pace, now, again, you know, I, I'm getting the text yesterday and I'm getting the tweets and all that stuff. Yelich's back. Told you. time. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. I went through the same thing last year in the second, third week of, of, of July and then into August and then it went away. I hope he is. I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying let's just wait before we say he's back. you got to wait a, a month, maybe a month and a half, two months. If he continues this kind of a pace, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, he's back. Christian Yelich will be back. Hell yes. But a couple of weeks does not a season make. So, so hang in. I'm not saying – I'm not downplaying it because what he's doing is tremendous. I'm just simply saying you can't say he's fully back until he's fully back, until he gives you that consistently for an entire season. So let's wait and see. But big news last night was that the Bucks got the win. Now they have the ability to, dare we say, close it out, Bucks in six. Bill, would you call game six a must-win for the Celtics? Yes. <laughs> yes, Celtics backs are against the wall. Yes, it is a must-win for the Celtics. Absolutely. I think, honestly, I, I, I know people would disagree. I think it's kind of a must-win for the Bucs. And, and the reason being is I want the Bucks to come out, play well, and keep that grit. I don't want them to let up, and I don't want to send this thing back to Boston. It's not that the Bucks can't win there. It's that you don't want to expel all of that energy, all of that gas in the tank in this when you've got it right there in your hands to let it slip away and then have to go seven and then have to come back and play whomever, which you would assume it's going to be Miami, but you know have to play whomever. I, I want to see the Bucks close it out. It's not a must-win for the Bucs. I said almost. No, it's not a must-win. But I'll tell you this. Last night, for lack of a better better phrase, last night showed me something. It showed me something. It's it's just when you think the Bucs are going to be down and out. And they were for three, three quarters and five minutes. They were. And then 
it, it was like the flip the, the the flip of the switch. It was just, it's like the Bucks just looked at each other and said, "That's it. We're not going to be denied," and they turned it on. Defense ratcheted up. Suddenly, you know, they were getting a little more aggressive defensively. They were getting hands quicker, quicker pace, better spacing down the stretch too. We were talking about that better spacing. Bud saw something the other night where you had eight guys on one side of the floor last night. I I couldn't count it, but maybe three times, four times where you came down and you didn't have spacing. You know, it was just better spacing, better ball movement, all that kind of stuff last night for the Milwaukee Bucks. An impressive evening. An impressive evening, no doubt about it. Uh, 877-867-1670, If you want to hit us up, please feel free to go ahead and do so. What a big night last night for the Milwaukee Bucks. Do you, if you were like myself and Ben yesterday sitting here saying, you know what, if I have to put money on it, I'm going to pick the, uh, pick the Celtics. If you were feeling like us, are you now back in on Bucks and Six? Or are you going to think, well, maybe all the gas is out of the tank and it's going to be Celtics and Seven? What are you thinking? What are you thinking? Stay tuned. Stick around. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Series tied at two apiece. Marcus Smart goes to the rack and blocked by Drew Holiday. He throws it off Smart. Milwaukee ball. Get a foul. And Horford gives it to Smart. Smart in half court. He's picked by Holiday. And that's going to do it. Milwaukee. A comeback win on the road. What a night last night. Comeback win on the road. The voice of one Brian Anderson. Normally the voice of your Milwaukee Brewers, but on the call last night for TNT, doing a fantastic job and bringing the uh, the enthusiastic excitement to the call as well. But the Bucks get it done, and uh, they knock off the Boston Celtics in Boston, and now they come back home, and tomorrow night the Deer District should be a rocket. What a night for Drew Holiday. And I like the fact that, Ben, did you hear Drew Holiday at the end of the uh, night last night during the postgame that said, uh, I guess there's more than one defensive player of the year here? Yeah, I did. Like that, I like that a little cockiness, a little cockiness last night, and a big night for the Bucks, to say the very least. So uh, fantastic! So, uh, how are you feeling about Game Six? Right now, uh, I feel good naturally, kind of riding the high of last night. But I don't know. I I think again, it's going to be a toss up, and it's crazy to say because like the Bucks were outplayed in some games and then won, especially last night. Sometimes the Celtics were outplayed and then won. I think we're just going to see another one of these battle games because these are the two best teams in the East and every game is seemingly coming down to these moments. Uh, I, I have this feeling. And again, I probably shouldn't do this because I don't want to jinx anything, but I have this feeling bucks close it out tomorrow night. Bucks end this thing tomorrow night. I will clip that. Yeah, please do. Just has something in me says, that was that was the game that they said, uh-uh, we're still the champs. We're not going away. That, that, that to me, was that game last night. 
That was where the Bucks have been outplayed. The Bucks have been outshot. The Bucks have had calls go against them. Giannis was in foul trouble. You you suddenly drew blood on the champion, you know. And Giannis, uh, well, now granted, it was his own guy that elbowed him and gave him the uh, gave him the the head burst. But just all of that, all of that, I thought, you know, the Bucks win probability last night with about. I don't know, about seven, eight, nine minutes to go in the game. I was watching, um, you, you watch a little bit of the betting sites and stuff, and the win probability was like next to nil. And then here they came. They just kept coming back and coming back and coming back. And what happened was, here's another thing. Um, I thought at one point when the Bucks. And the Celtics began trading baskets down the stretch. The the Bucks, they ended up, they were hitting threes. And the Celtics were hitting twos. And I thought, oh boy, you know, when when they because they started that quarter, it was 86 77. And I they had granted they got it because at one point, man, they were <laughs> they were um they got it close with about s- what seven and a half seven and a half minutes to go it was 60 59 and then all of a sudden you started to see the celtics get a little bit further and a little bit further and a little bit further and all of a sudden it was 83 72 you know and then it went into 86 74 and I'm I'm writing this down, and I'm thinking, God, just get this thing back to single digits going into the fourth quarter. And then, sure enough, they did. And then it went to you know it was eighty six seventy eight, and then they closed it down a little bit. And then all of a sudden, it was it was ninety, and then it was ninety three. And I'm like, oh boy, oh boy, it was ninety three seventy nine. And I kept thinking to myself, just get this thing to maybe seven or eight with a, with about eight minutes to go. And then it was 98-87. And then Jason Tatum, he missed that 22-foot jump shot. Giannis got the board, and Connaughton goes down and makes that three. And I had said, get it to eight with about eight, seven, eight minutes to go. And it was at eight. And I thought, oh, boy, maybe they've got this this ability to get the win. And then they had a bad pass. Uh, the Celtics did. Jalen Brown out of bounds, turned the ball over. Bucks go down. And uh, um, Bobby Portis had the free throws. He got fouled. So he comes up big. And all of a sudden, it's within six. And you could start to smell it a little bit. And Jalen Brown made uh, the free throw, the, uh, the, the, the free throw to make it 99-92. But then the Bucks go down, and boom, Wesley Matthews hits that big three-pointer. And all of a sudden, it's in four. And I thought, oh, my God, they're going to win this game. They're going to win this game. They're down to under five minutes, and they're with four. They're going to win this damn game. Holy mackerel. And it just and they kept just trading twos for threes. Now Giannis came down, hit that big uh, that big uh, dunk, made a 101-97, and it was within four. And then all of a sudden, Drew Holiday gets the 19-footer. And, and don't forget, I mean, it was um, 
Holiday that not only got the defensive board at the other end, I think it was Jalen Brown that put up that shot from the outside. Jalen Brown came down and took a shot, and it, they started missing shots. But it was Drew Holiday it gets the board, takes it the full length of the court, gets the pull-up jumper at, that made it 101.99, and I thought, here we go. And that's it. The rest is history. It was just, it was an impressive win last night. So about through seven, eight minutes to go in the uh, game, the Bucks had been outplayed for three, uh, three games and three and a half quarters, we'll say. And damned if they didn't pull it out. So my whole point of this dissertation is that when I lo- watched this Bucks team and th- they kind of felt like the grit came out last night and you thought, here you go. This is it. This is what's going to happen. This team said, no, we're not going away. We've toyed around. We've screwed around. We haven't played good basketball. We're without one of our big three. You know, it's time. Let's let's just get let's end this thing. And damn it, they didn't come back and do it. That's why I think tomorrow night down at the Pfizer Forum, I have this gut feeling the Bucks are going to end this thing and go back to Bucks and six. Just feel it. Uh, Cheryl says, uh, I feel like I was going to throw up the entire game. Cautiously optimistic for tomorrow. Ken, uh, there was a dog on the Internet that rolled in a Nerf basketball into a basket. He predicted bucks in six. Oh, it's already who, over then. Who, who, Whose dog did that? Was there, where's, is there a dog on the Internet that I don't know about that's predicting games? Oh, there's a dog is, that's been on TikTok forever. I think it's started he sponsoring football. Okay, is where, he sponsored by DraftKings now? I don't know, but he picks the spread of games. He knocks a ball into a big uh, basket or, or cup, and then they put, like, papers for the teams, and he picks the spread. I think he was horrible during football season, but I guess he's back. Well, in other words, he was right last night, and everybody's jumping on the dog to pick the next game. Yeah, it's a good day to be the dog. Right? Hey, you know, it's like they say, you know, the the sun shines on a dog's ass every now and then, doesn't it? Sure it does. <laughs> um Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. It's people now getting giving me all kinds of info on the dog. Uh, John says, "Hey, don't get over it. Uh, Celtics are going to bring it in Game Six. Team that shoots the best will win it." They um, Nick says, "Y'all acting like Middleton was playing well before the injury. You could argue that he was the worst player on the court. He had more turnovers than he had baskets. Um, not specifically true, but okay." Uh, Carolyn said, "I think that uh, it bodes well for the Bucks." They were able to uh, come back and steal the game with the Celtics' best players, Tatum and Brown, shooting so well. The Bucks know how to close them out. P.S. Bill, do you think that uh, Portis should start? Uh, whatever the road – he didn't start last night. He came off the bench last night. No, I, I think you stick with what got you there. Um, and, and the old adage is every dog has its day, too, which, correct, you are 100%. No, I think you stick with what got you there. But what you have to remember is – and think about it this way. On the road is one thing. At home, if Bobby Portis plays that way, there's this fandemonium for Bobby Portis, which is genuinely justified. There's this fandemonium for him. Can you imagine if Bobby Portis hits that tip in to what the roof will do at the Pfizer Forum? We've heard concerts there. We've heard truck pools there. Hockey's been played there. But if he hits another bucket like that at the Pfizer Forum – it may blow the roof off the joint because just of that energy that he brings. And I, I've always gone back and equated it to like Darvin Ham. He just, he just brings that. And if he comes in and plays that way, there's that energy that you pick up from the crowd. And, and I believe that uh, you need that. So I'd stick with what got you there. No doubt. Um, 
877-867-1670. Woefully late for a break. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network, and our big units poker run, the 15th annual anniversary. Uh, and I, by the way, thanks to so many of you who have been trying to sign up and pre-register for the glitch on the website. It's all been fixed. It's all fixed. Go to FisherHouseWI.org. Go to the events page and just scroll down. And you'll see it. It'll say register here. So we fixed all of that. You don't have to click on the pictures and all that crap anymore. You don't have to click through it. Fixed all of it yesterday. Thank you for uh, alerting me to that fact. I did not know. So go to uh, FisherHouseWI.org. You can find it over on Facebook as well. Big Unit Poker Run. Either way, we'll get you there. But uh, FisherHouseWI.org and get pre-registered. And you could you, for only those who pre-register. Could be eligible for or are eligible for one of the prize packages, which is Bucks and, and Admirals tickets, Brewers tickets, Badgers tickets, uh, racing package for IndyCar and NASCAR tickets. So by all means, go there, get registered, and you could be a winner of any one of those four packages. And it's all for twenty five bucks. That's it, twenty five bucks per bike. And if you got a passenger, it's only I think it's fifteen. So you get a little bit of a discount if you pre-register on that as well. So we continue to announce more and more amazing stuff on the ride, but we can't do it without you, and we certainly can't do it without our sponsor, Bud Light. Bud Light's been with us a long, long time. And the Bud Pavilion opens up two weeks from yesterday. I cannot wait. Two weeks from yesterday. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Pretty good if you're the Bucks or you're a Bucks fan. Bucks in six, does it happen? Does it happen? Are you confident that it happens? I, I'm not like brimming with confidence. I just got this gut feeling. I just got this gut feeling that tomorrow it just ends it. You know, we all celebrate for the weekend and then you uh, just prepare for the, the next round. Which, by the way, which, by the way, coming up later on tonight, we might find out. The next round. Uh, right now, you've got the Heat leading the series three games to two against the 76ers. So, Ben, give me your gut feeling for tonight's outcome as the 76ers try to fend off elimination at home. Um, the Sixers will be dead. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. I don't know. They're going to come out with some fire. They're playing at home, but they're just they, – they are the exact opposite of the Bucks in that – Every from top to bottom, they are not a team of winners. If I'm being completely mm-hmm. honest, when the game goes down the stretch, they're not making all the plays Drew Holiday makes. They're not hitting the shots Giannis hits. They're not as good on defense. They're not getting the rebounds. So, I wouldn't be surprised if they won, but I don't think they will tonight. Is Joel Embiid the only gritty player they have, or is he not even gritty? Oh, he definitely is. I mean, what he's playing through right now, I can kind of understand how he isn't all the way there in terms of his production next to him. I don't know. Maybe Maxie, but he's young. 
Mm-hmm. Probably not. I I don't know who else would be. They traded away their other gritty guys and Andre Drummond to the Nets. It's amazing because in the last 10 games of the season, he averaged over 35 points a game. And in the series against Miami, now granted he's playing with a busted up face, but he's averaging 23.7 points a game. And a torn ligament in his shooting hand. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's... So he's giving everything he has. I just don't think he has enough. And if he's only going to give you 23 points, 25 points, I don't think they're going to win the game unless you get just mass input from, from um, what's-his-face, James Harden. But I making – you know the other thing about this? James Harden's making $44 million. $44 million. So in the last 10 games of the regular season, James Harden averaged just under 20 points a game. Against Miami, even with his explosion a couple of nights ago, he's only averaging 14 points a game against Miami. That's, for $44 million a year, that's pathetic. That's, that's just awful. $44.3 million dollars is what he's making. Now, don't get me wrong. Tobias Harris is making 35.9. <laughs> so it's a little bit of a little bit of a discrepancy there. I'm going to turn and the Joel volume M- on while you read the rest of these contracts. And yeah, I'll, and I'll Joel Embiid's making 31. So you, James Harden is making $44.3 million. Reliability factor is maybe third, fourth on the team. And beats 31, and Tobias Harris is making 35. Harden has 35 a million. player option for next year, too. So Yeah, I know. I think that number is going to be 50. Good God. That's horrific. <laughs> oh, jeez. That's just horrific. You look at the opposite end of the spectrum with uh, what's Giannis making, like 39. He's making just under 40. Um, Drew Holiday's making just like 32, 31, something like that, I think. So, I mean, uh, and then Chris Middleton's making 35. We all know that. But, yeah, it's uh, the discrepancy in productivity is just massive. Massive. Uh, 877-867-1670. You got something to say? Say it. Bring it. We'd love to hear from you. This portion of the program uh, brought to you by our buddy Dwayne at Dwayne's Covered All Up There in Wausau. Wisconsin's best canvas upholstery and boat cover provider. Call Dwayne 715-870-2119. 715-870-2119. Give him a shout. He'd love to hear from you. Uh, this one's from Dennis. Says replying over to Scott. He said, without Allen, we would be watching the playoffs at home because we never would have made it this far. Grayson Allen has been a key piece to get us here. Um, Thomas says, neither team has won two in a row in this series. It's time for the Bucks to change that trend, which that's one of the reasons I kind of get this gut feeling that it'll happen. I just, I, I don't know why. Uh, Scott says, hey, Bill, uh, why do you feel this way? Is there something statistically you're looking at? No. No, there's not. Nope. I I just have this gut feeling. It's just by the way the tide turned. When the Bucks came out and got that first win, that big opening win in this series, they blew them out. And you're like, wow, that was impressive. Boy, they're going to roll. 
And I think we all kind of thought that. And then the Celtics stepped up and said, no, no, remember, we can shoot the basketball. And they got a win. And then the Bucks scraped by with a win. And then the, the Celtics kind of, you know, just beat up on them. You know, so, and then for the most part, the Celtics have hit their shots. They played well. They haven't turned the ball over a whole lot. They haven't been forced into a lot of turnovers, to be honest with you. The Bucks have played rather soft beyond, you know, they, they've beyond the arc. They're really soft. We all know that. But uh, inside the paint, they haven't even played swatting hand basketball, if you will. Uh, but something last night, something just, I don't know what it was. I just don't know. I couldn't tell you. I mean, put it this way. The Celtics at home turned the ball over less last night than the Bucks did, but they turned it over down the stretch. Marcus Smart blocked, then turning the ball over to Drew Holiday. A couple of errant passes in the fourth quarter. Ten turnovers total, but I think four of them were in the fourth quarter. And they were key. They were like in the last seven minutes. And I think the Bucks had something to do with that. They just amped it. I, again, I don't have a statistic sitting in front of me. One of these times where you just kind of go, yeah, I think they got this. I think they got it. 877-867-1670. Are you feeling the same way or are you saying um, you're hopeful, but you have a boatload of caution within your gut? Hit us up. Hit us up. Give a shout. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. I don't know if you saw it, Ben, but I tweeted you. Um, if you follow me over on Twitter, you can do so at Bill underscore Michaels at Bill underscore Michaels. Uh, so <laughs> I just saw this, Ben. I just read this and I had to, had to put the, had the right to this to you. When we were going over the salaries for the 76ers, did you see it? Yep. Yes, I did. James Harden against the heat in this series is averaging 6.4 points per game in the second half. And I put just to make you feel a little ill. That's $3,437,500 per point. I mean, that's about as much as Jake Arrieta made per uh, hit he gave up when he was in Philly. So, um, Oh, my God. I, it's, it's, it's familiar territory for us. That's 76ers basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Just, the thing is, well, that's not even the thing that irritates me most about where the team has gone. It's that Jimmy Butler, who's actually a winner and actually has some dog in him, was, l- right. was let out the door because they wanted to keep Ben Simmons around. And then they bring in a coach that's supposed to be a winner but really isn't, and then look at where it's gone. Right. I don't know. I've come to terms with it, I think. Yeah, no, I I, I agree with you. It's just it's one of those painful things to... To put out there, I'm uh, like, oh, I would do God. a lot for three and a half mil. Oh, yeah, I I do a lot for a hundred grand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, anything but farm animals, that's for sure. But beyond that, I'm good. <laughs> Throwing it all out of there. them. Yeah, not all at once. <laughs> not as young as I used to be. I mean, I'm sure you could cherry pick <laughs> at least one or two. Come on now. <laughs> 
Uh, Dennis says, how about Giannis's deep three with 145 left? I, I, again, we were talking about that earlier, Dennis. Uh, even Stan Van, Van Gunny said, that is not a great shot. And then it goes in. He's like, but it's great. Oh, <laughs> he's just oh, going God. to grind on you. Oh, yes, it will. Yes, it will. It was. When he took when I thought, oh, God, no. Yes, <laughs> it went. Yes. Giannis with a couple of big threes down the stretch. Yes. I was fired up. I was excited about it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, Sabrina says, don't rub it in. You have a good basketball team. Oh, Sabrina's listening, by the way, in New Jersey. A uh, Sixers fan. But uh, her son loves Giannis. Listening to the program in New Jersey. Thank you very much, Sabrina. Uh, don't rub it in uh, that you have Giannis. And we have Joel Embiid, and we have Harden. It is disgusting, the money they're making. Uh, Embiid, not as bad. Embiid, not as bad. But Harden, ooh, he is. Uh, he was supposed to be the guy that was going to come in and compliment what Joel Embiid was doing. Put it this way, I guess. Look at it this way, Sabrina. Uh, hey, Harden's at least playing. You had Ben Simmons. He wouldn't even play. You know? He had a lot of different issues. At least Harden's actually on the court. You know, there's somebody there that's a face that you can look at and either cheer for or boo. At least he's playing. Whereas, uh, you know, your your previous your previous multi-million dollar player. There you go. At least uh, he, he wasn't showing up. Um, Andrew says, Drew Holiday is like MacGyver. Always gets it done. Is he? He got it done last night. I'll give you that. Prior, in the game prior, he didn't get it done, but uh, got it done last night. He MacGyvered him out of it. I'll give you that. I like the analogy. Hopefully it holds true. Hopefully it remains. 877-867-1670. Uh, 877-867-1670. Our buddy Steve, what an amazing comeback last night. I had written them off with about seven minutes to go, and then it started. Uh, the putback by Bobby was amazing, and the block by Drew and bouncing the ball off of Marcus Smart was the defensive play of the year in my mind. It reminded me of Giannis's block in the finals last year. This is the kind of play game, uh, play slash game, that could propel them all the way back to the finals. Let's hope that the energy carries over tomorrow night. And again, it's Bucks in six. B.A. is arguably the best play-by-play -play announcer in the business. Yes, I'm a homer. But is there anybody better? I know he was working for TBS last night, but what a game uh, we have with him calling uh, the Brewers games as well. That's our buddy Steve in Richfield. Um, you know what's funny? And I was listening this morning that um, some people didn't realize it was Brian Anderson. And there were people like, oh, my God, the announcers are so pro-Celtics. And finally, it was one of the programs that I was listening to. The guy said, wait a minute, that's Brian Anderson. He's 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 our guy. Oh, oh, I guess not. Well, all right. see, it's it's what you're supposed to do as an announcer. You highlight the terrific plays. You get excited about good plays. You You try to remain unbiased. If both fan bases think that you are biased, you've done your job. You've done your job. If both fan bases think that you don't like them. Dallas Cowboy fans hate Troy Aikman. They think Troy is anti-Cowboy. Packer fans hate Troy Aikman. They think he's anti-Packer. I don't think there's too many times that I've listened to a broadcaster 
and a bias has come out where you can clearly tell that he was rooting or she was rooting one way or the other. The best announcers will leave you thinking that they are rooting for the other team because they are highlighting plays that matter. And that's what good broadcasters do. I, I don't know. I, it's, it's, I do this for a living, so I, I listen to things differently. But I've always thought that. But, yeah, I was listening this morning. I'm like, I, I'm, and I'm talking to myself. I was riding my bike out on the street yesterday, uh, today. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God, does this guy not know that B.A. is from the area, has a home here in Milwaukee? Are you kidding me? One hour down, three to go. On this glorious Thursday morning after the Bucks get a win, could it possibly be? Shall it possibly be? Bucks in six tomorrow night down at the Pfizer Forum. Stay tuned. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.